Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 92 of the Solo Women RV Podcast. I'm happy to be back. Um, my name is Kathy, if you're new here, and um, I am a solo traveler. I travel in my Class B RV, usually for about six to nine months every year. And um, I am the host of this podcast and also the Solo Women RV website. So I took the month of September off. I was working at a camp hosting job up in Mount Hood, Oregon, and I decided to take the last month of my job up there off from podcasting just because it got to be a little bit much to try to keep up on top of everything with um, also working a more than full-time job. So anyway, I'm super happy to be back. I'm happy that it's fall out. I'm loving the change in the weather. And I, this is kind of my favorite time to be camping. So anyway, super great to be back. I've got some great interviews lined up already for this season and um, including a recap of my camp hosting job. So I'll be playing that in a few weeks um, and, and including the pros and cons of camp hosting. So if you are considering that or a similar job, um, you might wanna check that out in a future episode. But anyway, let's get to today's show. Today I have a great guest. Her name is Janelle Jones. And Janelle is the new owner of the Wandering Individuals Network. I first heard about Janelle when she was being interviewed on a different podcast that I listened to. And I was like, oh my goodness, I need to get her on the Solo Woman RV podcast. So I'm going to let her get into it, but um, she's created some great and unique opportunities for solo RVers to travel and connect with one another. Winds also happens to be our podcast sponsor this month. So before we get into the interview, let's learn a little bit about the offer they have specifically for listeners of this podcast. One of the things I'm asked about the most in my solo community is how to connect with and meet other women to travel with. That is why I am excited to have the Wandering Individuals Network as a podcast sponsor. Wins is an RV club for solo travelers of all genders who caravan together in everything from big class A's to car campers. They've got exclusive itineraries where you can hop in and out in places like Mexico, the Southwest, Florida, the Pacific Northwest, and more. And for the month of October, Solo Women RV podcast listeners can receive a $10 discount off a yearly membership. So join today at windsrvclub.com and enter the code SOLOWOMENRV at checkout for your discount. Well, hello, Janelle. It's great to have Hi, you. Kathy. It's great to have you as a guest on the Solo Women RV podcast. I have with me today Janelle Jones, and Janelle is the CEO of the Wandering Individuals Network which um, I have to say, I first heard about you from listening to another podcast. And 
I was like, oh my goodness, I need to get this woman on my podcast because you are offering one of the most requested services that solo women have, which is to how to find community and how to meet up with other individuals. So Janelle, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Wandering Individuals Network and how it is that you became involved with it? Well, Kathy, I am glad to do that. And I'm surprised we haven't connected before because I'm on your Facebook and your newsletter. So it, it was fate that we were going to end up together. I label myself as an RV traveler enabler. I have a club that is for men and women, and it is for solo RV travelers. We do have a few that are married, but for some reason, the significant other doesn't travel with. So the to, to maintain the integrity of the club, we want just solo travelers. You don't have to be single, but most of us are, frankly, single, widow, divorced, what, what have you. But it is a club for a person who travels by themselves to find community, to be around other people that don't think you're crazy for having this lifestyle. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us a little bit more about it. Like maybe start from the beginning. How did it get started? Sure. It's a great little story. Back in 1988, seven friends, single friends, were sitting around a campfire. And most of them were members of escapees. And escapees had just started the year before, 1987. And so they went to the events. And, of course, they're the odd man out, you know, being single there. It's mostly couples. It's all couples. And so they got back to this campfire and said, we should start our own little club. And so they started their own little club. One year, one was the president. The next year, the other one had to be the president. So it became slowly, slowly over time it evolved into what it is today, which is a small business. I'm the fourth owner of it. And we've progressed a long, long way from those seven sitting around that, that campfire, realizing they needed community. They needed people around them, especially back then. And, and uh, women, my gosh, women did not get in an RV and go off into a wild under by themselves. They didn't live this lifestyle and they definitely didn't travel on their own. Mm -hmm. So those seven, there were a couple of men there, but those seven that started, they were definitely the weird ones, the, 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 the ones that are going against the norm. They're supposed to be at home cooking, having babies and perhaps doing their career, but they knew they needed that community. And that's really how it started wanting to be around people that are like me okay so how did it so how did it evolve then how did they end up connecting with other solos and and getting other solos to connect with each other well back in 1988 you know we didn't have the social media presence that we have now so they literally word of mouth handed out flyers they did a little newsletter that was handwritten for a while and mailed to people. I mean, this is a grassroots organization. And I, listen, I, I have it's it's hard to keep up with it now. And I have all this technology to, to lean on. I can't imagine how they did it. But it just slowly grew word of mouth. Just, just slowly but surely, somebody knew somebody. And, you know, when you're traveling this lifestyle and you're on your own, you tend to know other people that are like that after a while. And it just... I mean, it just grew and grew. And then the last owner we had, he's the one that really bumped it up into the small business that it is now and got the social, the, the beginning stages of the social media. He had a website. He, he got that going. Okay. And then that's when it really took off. 
Okay. And then you came into the picture. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved with WINS. WINS is what is the short acronym for, I just want to say for wandering in, yeah. Exactly. Wandering Individuals Network. It's a mouthful. But I, I think the original people that put it together wanted the name to to just tell exactly what it did. It is for wandering individuals. And they didn't know club back then or they didn't think club was right. So they did network. And that's really what it is too as a, as a network. But I got involved because I bought an RV in 2019 and sold everything out and wanted to hit the road. Wild Blue Yonder. I used to tell everybody I'm going off in the Wild Blue Yonder. And I bought the RV in Fort Worth, took a left and headed straight mm -hmm. to my first wind meeting because I did not know what I was doing. I needed help. I needed that community. I, I know I keep coming back to that, but I needed that community because everyone around me, and I mean everyone around me said, you're crazy. Don't give up that house. What about people? What you're going to be safe? What about serial killers? What about, I never heard <laughs> so much talk about serial killers in my life, but they were just worried, you know, they're worried friends and family. So I drove to the wind meeting and had found my people, found my tribe the first hour I was there. I knew it. I knew wow. I had. So I traveled with them from 2019 and on. And I saw that the club there could, and I had a kind of a, a marketing background, public relations background. And I knew that I could do more with it. I knew that more could be done with the club as far as social media. We still had that same website. And I mean, the same website. We still had that same exact website. So I knew that we could bump it up a little. I, I, I bring in a little bit younger. Some of the members were getting older. And so I wanted to attract that little bit younger. And by younger, I mean late 50s, you know, early 60s type thing. And I approached the, the owner and said, hey, if you ever want to sell, I'm interested. And over about a year, we talked back and forth and back and forth. And finally, he was like, you know, let's let's sit down and negotiate. And, and we came to a nice agreement. And that was it. Now he's the one that sits at campfires and pictures looking all happy. And I'm the one running around in the back. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what, what it is. You said you went to your first meetup. What, what was your first meetup and what are some typical meetups that the winds has? Okay. Well, you know, Kathy, I'm glad you used that word meetup because we don't call it meetups. Meetups to me, if I can, for my definition of it, a meetup is like, hey, Kathy, I'm going to be in Arizona. You want to meet up? And we hang out three or four days or a week. You know, here's where I'm going to be. Do you want to swing by? Yeah or no? Okay. What we do is for it's a membership based club. And for that membership, you get access to exclusive trips. Like right now, I'm in the Canadian Maritimes and I put together this two month trip of everywhere the dates and everywhere you need to be, everywhere you need to go, the activities. And so when you get there, you have other people that are there too. You'll you'll get there. And it's not a meetup because you know other people are going to be there and we're going to travel through the Canadian Maritimes, you know, for purposes of this example. So, and then you have that like-minded community as well. So when you get to get the membership, you have access to the trips, the website, we have a newsletter, we've got a strong Facebook uh, uh, presence online, we have an Instagram, we have all that social media now. And I come back one more time, you have a strong community of people that are doing the same as you. Maybe they're doing it full time, maybe they're doing it three or four months out of the year. And both both types are, are accepted and, and will fit in quite well. Okay. 
All right, so it's not a meetup. It's more like like a planned itinerary. Yes, that's a good way to put it. It's a planned itinerary. You can print out an actual document if, if you choose to that's got like right this place right here we're in. We're here until Saturday. So hit at the exact dates and the exact place, GPS or address, the cost, if there is one for the stop. And so if you don't want to go the entire trip, you can bounce in and out. For instance, we've got a lady that should be here Friday. Or no, she's at the next stop. She should be at the next stop on Saturday. She hasn't been with us this whole time. So now she'll pick up and do those couple of stops. So it's a great way to come in and out if you want to. Or if you've already been to that stop or you don't have any interest in it or, or what have you, you can't meet up for the beginning of the trip, you can bounce in and out. It's not an issue. Oh, that sounds really awesome. And so how long are is a um so what do you call it a trip or what 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 is your terminology for it we actually call it a circuit a yeah, circuit okay yeah and i don't know why you know when i bought the club that's what they called it and i don't want to reinvent the wheel everybody knows it as a circuit so the circuit like right now we have eight of them i believe posted and a circuit can be anywhere from six weeks three or four months uh, we have a mexico trip coming up that's one month it, it, it just it it did just vary on it, how we want to do it you can travel with us all year go from trip to trip to trip to trip if you want and bounce in and out of them go to none of them go to one day of them however you want to do it but it it just varies there's no set answer to how long they are they're more than like a week you know like escapees or some of the other ones do like a week here and there no we do two or three four five months we have the Northwest Circuit just ended today, as a matter of fact, September 6th. And they've been going since like the beginning of May. So they oh, were wow. all, yeah, they are all summer together in the Northwest, enjoying that beautiful area, I might add. Where I live. Yes. Where you live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's cool. So how many people are in one of these circuits at a time? I know it's probably going to vary, but what's it like? It's kind of a what could people expect was it, is it like 100 is it 12 like what yes <laughs> wow yes. okay yeah I, we don't this isn't a you don't have to sign in you don't have to say you're going you're not going you don't check in with anyone you just show up normally run of the mill there's like there's 15 on this trip that i'm on here in canada in the northwest circuit that just ended i think at one time there was about 12 it got down to six then it was 24 so it just again when people come in and out they're doing a drive down the west coast that started today the other northwest ended we're gonna they're gonna drive down the california coast i think there's like maybe 10 on that one right now so it, it, we can't do the big 100. We can't do it because of the places we stay sometime. We prefer beauty over convenience. And, you know, so BLM land and some parking lots and things like that for closeness to, to certain things. So we can't, I can't have 300 people show up. It's, and it won't happen. I mean, it won't happen. People know. Yeah, well, that was the question I was going to ask then. So where are you staying at in these circuits? All over. The Canada circuit I'm on, it's all campgrounds because none of us had ever been to this area. 
we didn't know outside of some Walmart or yeah, Walmart parking lots, we didn't know where to stay. And so I knew there was going to be about 15 RVs on this trip. So I had to get us somewhere we could definitely have reservations for 15 rigs. So we're all campgrounds. The Northwest, I think they stayed at one campground that entire three, four months. So we make use of BLM lands, uh, lodges, parking lots, abandoned buildings. We have been doing this for 35 years. Not me, but this group has been doing it. So you name it, we've stayed there. You can tell me a little town in Idaho and I will look up, give me a minute and I will tell you somewhere to stay there free or very reduced rates. We keep good notes and know this country. I don't again, but the members do. Oh my God. I love that. That's great. Cause that was one of the questions I had, you know, there's a, there's a lot of like women's camping groups out there. There's one here in Oregon. I looked into their latest meetup and they're staying at an RV resort. That's like 60, $70 a night, which is fine if you're doing that once a year, but, mm -hmm. but you can't sustain that kind of, well, many of us can't sustain that kind of expense. So I love hearing that you stay at inexpensive places and so I'm curious, so when you do go to a campground, like I know I work in a campground, how are you going to get 15 reservations? I don't make the reservations. You make the reservations on ah, your own because okay. you know your schedule. I'll tell you, here's where it is. Here's the website. Here's the phone number. Here's the dates you should ask for. And if you want to, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. Going back to your point on staying you know paying 60 70 dollars a night i don't know even if you could afford that that's really crazy some of the places that we have oh that we have found the the beauty is next level we have a place for example that is not 10 miles outside of the grand canyon a little blm land tucked away in the back we found that's closer than any campground to the grand canyon except for what's in exactly the Grand Canyon, and you can't get a space there. I mean, it's booked the day it comes out. And we're staying in a in a beautiful area where we look around, and all it's all trees everywhere we look. So I'd much rather stay in there than a sixty a ten dollar a night. I'd much rather stay in somewhere like that. And we we favor that if at all possible is having the natural beauty around us. That's great. So people who join up with you should be prepared to boondock then and come prepared with their own um, electricity and water and all that kind of stuff. Hygiene, uh, hygiene needs. Yes, exactly. And if you're not into boondocking, that's okay. We've got other circuits like this Canada one that you could go on. Um, we have some circuits that you stay one or two weeks or one week, week and a half in a, uh, in a boot dry docking. And then we check into an RV park to clean out, do laundry, go to the grocery store, that type of thing. Because we're working for months on, on some of these trips. So we need down days too. We can't hike and kayak and run the streets every single day. We've got to have some downtime to have real life. So that's a good mix. That's what I like. Some boondocking, check into an RV park. So as far as the mixture of your members, how many of them are retired or not working versus um, members that might have careers still be working on the road? We've got a mixture of both leaning heavily towards retired or not working anymore, but we've got several that still, we've got Uber drivers, wherever we go, they log on and Uber drive and they see a different city as well. 
We've got a couple of accountants, CPAs that do some work on the side. We've got these, I always call them forest rangers, but I'm not sure exactly what they are. They do something with the forest work and they're on like a month and they're off a month or three months, something like that. So we get these 30 year olds that car camp and they come with us as well when they're off duty. And I asked them, the, the one time that I met them, I asked them, why are you traveling with your grandparents? What are you doing with <laughs> us? And they're like, they loved it. They they loved being around us. We were active and fun. And of course, them wanting to hike 20 miles, not that we all did, but we went with them and, you know, turned around and we were tired. But it was a nice mix. So we do have people that work, but by far our, our people are, are retired or have very, you know, part-time jobs. Okay. So... I love that. That's great. And I also love the age diversity. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think it's important to be around people of, of different ages and experiences. I think that enriches our lives when we do that on both sides. Um, but I wanted to ask about all the hiking and the kayaking and stuff. So what are like, is this a very active group? Um, and you know, first, that's my first question is, is an active group and what things you do. And then what about people who maybe uh, can't be so active anymore? What kind of experience would they have? This is a very active group. You can be as active as you want. For instance, here on the Canada circuit that I'm on, we did a drive yesterday. I only drove about two hours. The Cabot Trail is 177 miles. A car, a handful of them did the entire 177 miles. That was way too much for me. I mean, another girl, we did a couple hours up, a couple hours back, and that was it. Tomorrow, we're going to go a couple hours up the other way. So we are, we do a lot of hiking, a lot of kayaking, a lot of bicycle riding. We do a lot of that. We always tell everyone the hike saying is we're going to do a seven-mile hike on Friday. I don't want to do seven miles. I'm going to go as far as I want, turn around, and come back. And there will be others as well, too. And they tend to kind of ride together. And then those that are going to stay longer and hike the whole thing, they tend to kind of ride together as well. So it works out. But no, we're not a, you do what you want, but we, we are a busy club. We do stuff. There are options for you almost every day of something that if you'd like to go out and do something and people to do them with. That sounds amazing. Wow. I love this idea. So tell me about the mix then of men versus women in this club. We're a hair more women than men in the club. And honestly, I kind of recruit the women more. I, I don't realize I do it, but I'm on like a lot of women's face RV Facebook groups. Uh, I've written a couple of documents, you know, to give to women RVers because I think this is just such a great life for for both sexes, for everyone as you get older. And especially, you know, me being a woman, my child has been gone from the home. I'm retired. I was not going to sit around and watch TV the last 30 good years of my life. It's, so that's what got me into this. And so I want other people to see that this is a great viable lifestyle you're not crazy there it's a whole subculture out here of people not just living in rv but but thriving in an rv thriving in this life and it'll keep you active and dare i say younger and healthier than sitting at home watching tv doing the occasional gardening and seeing you know one of your girlfriends once a week for dinner yeah i agree i love this so one of the things I, I also want to bring up is kind of a talk about safety. Um, 
And since, you know, it's a mixture of men and women, and I know a lot of men are amazing and awesome, but sometimes I think women are afraid of getting unwanted attention from men mm -hmm. and wondering mm -hmm. how the club handles that when a situation like that comes up. Well, you're right on all of that. Let's just both do the, the disclaimer. If we have some wonderful men in the club and out in the world, absolutely. I will say that there have been two or three times in the club's history that I know about, say the last five years, where we've kicked men out. They get one, one time that they can do something that's a little, mm, makes somebody question or have a woman come forward and say, I'm uncomfortable. And the previous management would speak to the person and be like that's you know that you this is your one and only time and if it was bad enough they're just thrown out they're just i mean i've seen one guy just literally thrown out they scape scrape the sticker off his uh off his rv and the previous owner counted the money out of his own pocket and said you're out of the club gave me a refund get out and then went to the rv park and had them throw them out because we're not we're not dealing with that and then me being a woman owning this club oh hell no that's not gonna happen not I've had unwanted attention my whole life from men and wanted attention as well, but that's not happening under my watch. I can assure you, and I, I've had some of the women ask me that. I, I, it's, I don't want to travel with men because I don't want to be hit on. And I'll tell you, the men want to travel too. Now, when you have birds and bees, you know, you're going to have honey, mm -hmm. certainly. And I, I don't care what anybody does in their house, whatever, but the men, for the most part, they're just like the rest of the, like the normal girls, the normal people, the girls. <laughs> they just want to travel too. They just want to have friends and, and companionship and just and travel as well. That's, we're all here for that purpose, literally. And it's just not that big of a problem so far. I mean, now that I say this, but, but so far it hasn't been an issue under my watch. Okay. Another question I kind of want to get at is, you know, when you bring a lot of diverse people together, there might be different um, outlooks on lives and philosophies and things like that. And just kind of mm -hmm. wondering, like, what, um, well, first of all, what is the diversity of the the group and and how you go about making it a welcoming place for all people? Mm -hmm. Good. Very good point. I'll address the hard question first. I don't know the diversity, Kathy, because I don't know all the members. I haven't been on the West Coast in two years, and I've got tons of members out there. I don't know. I would love to be able to tell you it's 30% this, 40%, 20%. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. But I will address the fact about making it a welcoming community. It will be a welcoming community, period. I will do that by leading by example. And I want, I don't care what, who, what, you, what, if you're a member and enjoy traveling, we want you in the club. You will fit in. It's just not an issue. You will be welcomed here. I want you in the club. We want you in the club. Nobody cares. Nobody cares yeah. what you do, what you are. But like I said, I will lead by example to make sure that people know, other members know that people, all, everyone is welcome. And if someone has an, you know what, we did have a guy one time now that I'm thinking about that wore like an offensive t-shirt on one of his views mm -hmm. of people. And he was told by the previous owner, take the shirt off or get out. And he wouldn't take, I have the right to wear it. Get out. 
you're not with us anymore. It was just that simple. Okay. So, and I had, I had that strong, that strong of a position on that as well. Okay. That's good to know. Um, so this, the, you, you kind of got me excited and I feel like I want to <laughs> go and meet up and yeah. find out what one of these circuits is. Um, so what would I expect? Like, let's just say, you know, here I am. I'm, I haven't met any of your group. I'm walking in. You guys, let's say you've been traveling already for three months together. Now, mm-hmm. here I am meeting you for the first time at a new stop. Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to expect? How am I going to find you? Like, what what All would right. I expect on my first, you know, few minutes, I guess, walking in, which I think is what a lot of people have trepidation about. Right. Right. They do. So first of all, you'll know where and when to go. We have meetings every day at five o'clock. You'll know by a sticker. When you join, you'll get a sticker and you'll see other stickers in the in the in the area and you'll have a GPS or a campground. But let's go with GPS because that's really like oh, in the desert. I'm going in the desert. Yes, you go. You follow that exact GPS and you will see a group of RVs and they're going to have all that that same winds, that same wind sticker on their RV. So uh, you'll walk over to somebody, and I'm doing my, here's my experience. I walked over to a, a RV that had that wind sticker on it, and I knocked on the door. He opened it, and I'm like, hello, I'm a new wind member. I don't know what to do or where to go. He stepped out, and he said, hello, my name is so-and-so, and it's X time, whatever it was X time. We're going to meet at 5 o'clock. We're going to meet right over there. And so I said, okay, thank you very much. So I went back to my RV and kind of watched out the window for them to meet, because I was scared, too. And then I saw there was like 40 people over there. So I waited till they all got settled. And then I walked over there and kind of, I was just walking up and somebody said, Hey, are you a new wind member? And I said, I am, I am. Am I in the right place? And they're like, yes, come on over. Literally it was that easy. And so we had a guy last night in the campsite here who had said on Facebook, Hey, I just saw a bunch of you guys pull into the same campground. I, I sent him a Facebook message back, said, Hey, come over. We ain't meeting at five. We kind of watched for him, but we saw a guy walking, and I just said, hey, are you looking for the wind meeting? And he said, yes. He came over and sat the rest of the night with us, had adult beverages and a campfire. So well, I would tell potential members, we were all in that same same place one time, and we you will be welcomed. You will be called out to is what I'm going to say. You don't have to just walk up and stand there. Somebody's going to say to you, hey, come on over. You, you all right? You lost? You need us? Do you want to join the meeting? So... Once you get past that 30 second of awkwardness, you're in and you're, you'll love it. You will love it. Awesome. And then what about those people? Um, I mean, we're all solo travelers. And I think a lot of people who travel solo are more introverted, who like mm-hmm. to have their alone time. And how is that dealt with as a group? Is that, you know, are you expected to go to every campfire every night? Or how does, how does that work? I'm one of those. I'm introverted in my business, in my life. I'm extroverted, excuse me, but I need that downtime. I have that introverted in me. Like for instance, today, I stayed in my RV all day. I did some work, I piddled around. I needed to recharge my batteries. And at the meeting last night, they don't say, okay, who's going? Show of hands, why aren't you going? It's not like that. We have set rules of, we're leaving at 10 o'clock. If you're there at 10, you're going. If you're not there at 10, you're not going. And, and it's nobody comes and asks, where are you? How come? Oh, come on, go with. There's none of that because we're exactly what you said. We like our alone time. We like our own space. We want 
to travel how we want to travel. And I didn't want to go today and do what they were doing. I mean, I kind of did, but I needed the the recharging downtime more than I needed to go do what they were doing. So that's that's not an issue. All right. Well, this is fantastic, Janelle. I'm really excited. Um, hopefully this is, I want to check check the group out and hopefully some of my listeners will as well. How how can we find out more? How can we get well, involved? I would like to, first of all, Kathy, tell you, please, yes, join us. And I'm going to give you a discount for joining. And also, I want to give the, your listeners, the, the RV women, I want to give them a discount also because they're who, who the, y'all are my target audience. More women, although we want some men too, but more women and to help them with this lifestyle. So I've got $10 off for them for when they join up this time. Um, I'll, I'll give you a code that they can use. So, you know, they'll, they'll join through a link that you have. They can email me if anybody would like to just kind of talk to me. They want to talk through the anxiety of it. My email is wins. W-I-N-S, Wins RV Club at Gmail. They can email me and I'll talk to them. I'll give them my phone number, however they would like, however they'd like to do it. And also, you know, we have a website, we have Facebook. Go and check those out as well. And it, it'll tell you a lot more about the club. Very good. So people can join the Facebook, whether they're members or not. Yes. Yes. We okay. have a very robust. I got about probably 4,000 people on that Facebook page that live vicariously through us. And they'll tell us that too. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Very good. Okay. So we will put that discount code in the uh, show notes. Okay. And so people can connect up with that. And a membership cost is, did I ask you that? What is a typical membership cost? It's $120 a year, which is $10 a month or 33 cents a day. You, you travel with us one or two times, one or two stops, you'll make your money right back. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. Well, Janelle, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about this, this organization. I personally am super excited about it. Can't wait to figure out a place where I can meet up with you all. And yes. um, yeah, so thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate it. And I tell all of your listeners, join us. They won't be sorry. I've never had one person say, I don't like this. I want my money back. Not once. Awesome. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks again to Janelle for coming on and sharing all that great information. If you want to check out the Wandering Individuals Network, go to winsrv.com. That's W-I-N-S-R-V.com and enter the code SOLOWOMENRV if you decide to join and take advantage of that discount. That's our show for this week. And remember, if you have a story that you'd like to share on this podcast or have a topic that you would like covered, please feel free to reach out to me or even with any feedback. You can always get in touch with me at Kathy at SoloWomenRV.com. So until next week, we'll see you out there on the road. Ooh.